to let's look at verse 6. So there's power in so many things. Forgiveness. Uh, uh, Philippians 2, 4. Okay, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You realize that the mind that was in Christ Jesus, at the end of it, therefore, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in earth, in heaven, things on the earth, or in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But you see that this power came as a result of the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the mind our Lord had, at the end of it, the result was his having a name above every name. Hallelujah. Power in his name. There's power in the blood of Jesus. But there's also power in faith. And we are talking about the power of faith. The power that is in faith. Amen. And quickly, faith is powerful because it, it gives us the victory over the world. When you have faith, it gives you so much power that you overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Then it explains what the faith means. Faith in what? Faith in what the devil said? No. Faith in, in our, our uh, uh, own efforts? No. Faith in our boss? No. Faith in our parents? No. Faith in our family? No. Faith in our pastor? No. Faith in what? Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So the one who has faith and believes that Jesus is the Son of God is the one who has already overcome the world. Hallelujah. Then we also realize that there are three most important things. Faith, hope, and love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Then we read from Ephesians 6, hallelujah, 16, which says, above all, taking the shield of faith. The shield of faith is so powerful that it is able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked. It means no matter what the devil brings your way or my way, no matter what it is, no matter how crazy it is, even if it's all the demons of hell that are coming against you and I, once you have the shield of faith, it will be able to distinguish or, 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 or quench all their fiery darts. Imagine all the demons of hell coming at once. Because all the fiery darts of the wicked, whatever wicked thing the devil has planned, whatever wicked thing that is planned against us, it will all be quenched through faith. Isn't that powerful? Faith is so powerful that nothing can stand against faith in Jesus Christ. Nothing. Hallelujah. Then we read how powerful faith in the name of Jesus is. Acts 3.16. Acts chapter 3 and verse 16. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. In the presence of you all. How many are getting what I'm saying? Very, very, very powerful. So you see that faith in the name of Jesus Christ is what gives us power. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So much power that anything we ask for, God gives to us. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 20 to 23. And let me show you something pretty important in it. And then we'll go back to John 3, 1 uh, John. Uh, John, uh, no, where, where were we? We're in Acts, Acts 3.16, but before then, 1 John 3.20, For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Now this is very important. Whatever we ask God, we receive. So it means that it's not I will give you an answer. The answer could be no. The answer could be yes. The answer could be maybe. But that is different from 
whatever we ask, we receive. I ask God for something and I receive what God I asked God for. Now that's very, very important. Whatever we ask for, we receive. Why? Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, the next verse explains what his commandment is. It doesn't explain per se what is pleasing in his sight. Because when you read 1 John 3, it's clearly just following, doing the things that, you know, loving each other, doing the things that we know God wants us to do. Can I have an amen? But let's look at what his commandment is in verse, the next verse. Verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. What's the next verse? What's the next verse? Okay. And he that keepeth his commandment, then it goes on. So it's very important. So the summary of this is that if we ask God for anything, remember that our hearts are not condemning us. It means that we know that whatever God wants us to do, we are doing it. Because imagine God wants you to do something or help someone or do something specific and we are not doing it, our hearts will condemn us. But God is saying that even if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Then he goes on to say, beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, then we have confidence toward God and anything we ask him, we receive of him. I don't know whether you get that. That's very powerful. That's different from uh, answered prayer. Answered prayer is good, but answered prayer could be, no, it's not, it's not for you. But we, that's why the Bible specifies that we receive of him. There are two places where the Bible makes it very, very clear. Remember this. Let's go to 1 John 5, 14 and 15, and then we'll come back here. I just want us to see the definites. God gives us definites. There are other verses, but these are the ones that come to mind now. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Anything. So far as it is in his will, he hears us. Next verse. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have, we desired of him. So it means that once it's in his will, he hears us. And the fact that he hears us, it means that whatever we've asked, he will give us the grant us the petitions. He will give us the things we've asked for. Why? Because it is, it is in his will. It means that when you can find scriptures backing what you are asking God for, you have a solid foundation for faith. Is there a scripture that you can see that promises you it to you or God has done for someone? If there's a scripture proving it, then that is solid foundation for faith. Because the condition is, if we ask him anything according to his will, what is the will of God? The word of God. Can I have an amen? That's the will of God. The Old Testament is a foreshadow of the New Testament. So the Old Testament was just a preparation for the New Testament. The New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. When the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a handing over of Old Testament, just a handing over to the New Covenant. Can I have an amen? Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, are the Old Testament. So it was... There was a meeting and there was a clear exchange. Old Testament is done. New Testament begins. Can I have an amen? amen? So you see that this is a definite. Now let's go back to the verse we are looking for. 1 John 3, 23. And this is his commandment. That if we ask anything according to, sorry. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name. The name of his son Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandment. Now, as for loving one another, it will come. That's very important. So it means for guaranteed answered prayer, we need to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And we need to keep his commandments. And the commandment is to love one another and to believe in his name. So you can have many good Christians who love one another with a deep love, deeper than any of us can even imagine. But they won't get guaranteed answered prayer because they are not believing in his name. There's a difference between believing in his name and believing in him. There are, there, there are many churches, many people who believe in Jesus and are better than you and I, better people than you and I, but they don't believe in his name. And because they don't believe in his name, uh, there's, look, God forbid that I'll have 
a ministry in a church I'll ever pastor for cancer patients, unless cancer patients who are going to be hearing the word will be healed. But not cancer patients who are being encouraged and counseled ready for that death. God forbid. But there are churches that do that. Hallelujah. Because they believe in Jesus and they, they, they know that those who are dying are going to heaven. But not, they shouldn't die on your watch. I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Very important. And I can prove it. There was a time that everyone knew that. Just like Jesus, when Jesus was asked, can you go and heal someone, he went. So as a servant of Jesus and trying to follow Jesus, anytime, oh, my co-worker is sick in the hospital, this family member is sick in the hospital, can you pray for him? I'm ready because I'm trying to follow Jesus and he never refused. So I went, a guy's ex-girlfriend or mother of his children was on her deathbed ready to die, deathbed, dying, tubes all over. And I made a mistake, which I'll never make again. I'll explain it. So he said, can, you go, can we go to the hospital? I said, let's go. And let's pray for the, the, the woman. So we went to the hospital. We met the lady's pastor. <laughs> when we met the lady's pastor, I said, oh, you're here. Please go. go. Go and pray for her. He said, no, you go. So mistakenly, I went. And we prayed, and God's power hit the lady, even though she was in tubes hit her on the bed and we had confidence we encouraged them that look this sister your sister will be healed don't worry about it she was on life support because there's been someone who has been on life support with cancer and the person was healed the same way we prayed for the person in the hospital deathbed we left the hospital she was still sick not knowing she was waking up and walking around uh, in, later on so that one we believed it. So after praying, we said bye-bye to the pastor. Bye-bye. We left the hospital. The pastor went to pray for her, God receiving the body, and remove the life support. And he wasn't doing it as, in a negative way. He was just doing it because he knows he has faith in, the, in Jesus Christ. But he doesn't have faith that the name of Jesus Christ works. So having faith in Jesus Christ, he's removed the life support. She's going straight up to heaven. But that's not God's best for us. I'm not, why do you want to go up to heaven now? I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. You can put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> having faith in his name, I've tried, I think I've said it, I've tried to raise the dead three times. It's going to be difficult for someone I know I, I'm around to die without trying to raise the person from the dead. I've learned my lesson. Next time I'll go with people who have faith. Because the last, the three times I went with people who might have been doubting. <laughs> and I get up, come up, just what Jesus said. I call your spirit. Come back to the body. Everything but nothing. <laughs> the nurses were standing there watching like I'm crazy. But it's not a problem. I don't, I'm not shy. Because I have faith in his name. I have faith in his name. If I go somewhere and there's a dead person and they say, please, you, you believe in God, can you pray, pray for it? I'll, I'll go. Because I have faith in his name, not my name, his name. So the condition is, and this is command, his commandment, that we should believe on the name. The name. Believe, we'll talk about it another time. I, I'm, wait, I can't look, I'm looking forward to preaching on the name of Jesus. Having faith, you cannot have faith in his name without having faith in him. But there are many who have faith in him but not have faith in his name. First John is written to Christians. First John 2 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. First John talks about the believer. So this verse is saying, Believer, the one who believes in Jesus. Believe in his name also. Believe that his name is the key that unlocks every door. Believe that his name has power. I usually have to make a conscious effort. Lord, I pray for this thing in the name of Jesus. As I'm saying the name of Jesus, I have to say it, picturing that I am in front of Jesus and I'm saying it's in the name of Jesus and heaven is silent and 
Once the name of Jesus is mentioned, heaven acts. Because God promised it. But if you don't think about it, you might say the name of Jesus like at the end of a prayer. Which will not work. Because many times, oh, Father God, I pray, do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Because we are supposed to say in Jesus' name, we say it. That doesn't work as much. It works, but not all the time. Now, Acts chapter 3, verse 16, where we were. Now, the history of it was that there was a man who was paralyzed from his mother's womb and was carried daily to the gate, called, in front of the gate called Beautiful, by the temple. Carried daily. So the fact that he was carried daily and the disciples were going towards that place to the temple meant that Jesus saw him but didn't heal him. Because most likely he didn't ask Jesus for healing. The pool of Bethesda, there were many people who were sick. Many people. But Jesus went straight to one man and asked, do you want to be well? Healed him and walked away and everyone was watching. If it was me, I'll hold on to me. I'll say, look, unless I'm, I'm keeping you here, I'm not going in. You are not going anywhere to heal me. I'm going to stay here to heal me. I'm not going anywhere. I'll hold on to him like Jacob. But the others watched him. And they continued in their sickness. You can see people in Genetzareth who begged him, let me just touch the hem of your garment. Hallelujah. Very, very, very important. So, 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 so that, 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 that is very, very important for us to see that it's important to believe that his name has power. Now, this man was laid daily at the gate, in front of the gate. Jesus passed by because Jesus needed the apostles to heal him. If he had, they had, he had cried to Jesus, Jesus would have healed him. There's no one who cried to Jesus who was not healed. So the apostles were walking by. And then Peter saw him as he was begging for arms, crippled, paralyzed from the mother's womb. Peter and John were walking to the temple. And Peter fixed his eyes on him. So he was eagerly excited, stretching his hands, getting ready to receive money. Peter said, I'm a fisherman. Of course, he didn't say that. But in his mind, he's like, I'm a fisherman. I don't, I don't have the money. Silver and gold, I don't have it. But I'll give you what I have. You and I must have to give. Meaning that you and I must have the word, have enough of Jesus to be able to give. So he said, silver and gold, I don't have it. But I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You hardly, in fact, it is impossible to get me to be praying for someone to be healed. When we're on outreach and two people who, were, who could not hear in a year were healed instantly in Dallas. It's, it's going to be rare for me to be having a prayer session outside. Oh, let's pray. Okay, okay. In Jesus. No, 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 no. In the name. You don't do prayer sessions. The prayer sessions should have been done at home. Then you come out and say in the name. If you do a prayer session there, you waste that. I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know whether it will work. Because it shows that the name is not being used appropriately. So silver and gold I don't have, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And a man, he held him by the hand and the man leaped up and walked. And he started to jump around for the first time, jumping and leaping and praising God. And when the people at the temple, in the temple, saw him leaping and praising God, they said, it's not this man who was born paralyzed, I mean, paralyzed from his mother's womb. How is he look, look, doing this? Then the people started to look at Peter and John as if they are superstars. That's why I don't want to be fired by God. I always... When you watch some of the crusades, people always say thank you. And I always say, the more they say thank you, I kneel down there and I say, let's thank him. Because I can't heal myself. How, how am I going to heal someone? <laughs> Hallelujah. They started looking. Then Peter and John said, why are you looking as, at us? Yeah. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Then he continues now verse 16. How was he healed? And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. So faith in his name. 
whom you see and know, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now look at this in ESV. Because of the, the way the verses are, you have to use certain versions. Otherwise, it can easily. And his name, by faith in his name, he made this man strong whom ye see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. What the Bible is saying through Peter is that this man, he was healed through faith in the name of Jesus Christ. So the faith that comes by having faith in Jesus Christ has given this man this perfect health in the presence of you all. What does that mean? It means faith in Jesus was necessary to have faith in his name. Without faith in Jesus, it is 0% chance that you can have faith in his name. How can you have faith in the name of Jesus when you don't believe in Jesus? So, you, you need faith in the name of, you need faith in Jesus to have faith in his name. So what the verse is saying is that it is the faith in the name of Jesus that has made this man strong. Now, it is through the faith that is in Jesus' name or that is in Jesus himself that has given this man the perfect soundness. So there is strong and there is perfect soundness. Look at this in Amplified. I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying, meaning that with you, you, it's, it's the combination of the two. You can have faith in, in Jesus Christ and not have faith in his name and die early. And the angels will bow the knee and welcome you with honors. But no one like that, none of us in the name of Jesus is going that way. <laughs> We're going when God says it's time to go. We are old. I always have this picture. I pray that God fulfills it. I'm in a rocking chair at age 98. And I'm just rocking and thinking about the good old days, encouraging people, not the bad thing, doing everything for myself. Walking 5,000 miles, uh, sorry, 5,000 steps a day at age 98. Oh, yes. Playing tennis, golf, especially golf. I can, you can have what you say. Caleb, his eyes were not even dim at that age. And at age 100, then I can say, oh, God, God okay, it's okay. It's okay. I want, I want to come home. That's, that's the hope, but everything depends on God. But I believe it. And you can believe it too. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him, the person. Did you get that? That's why I say it's a combination. Has given him this perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. When you have faith in Jesus Christ, then it will produce faith in his name. But it is not automatic. You have to read about him accept him, know that his name produces power. We'll preach on the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus, I preached on a believer's authority. And there was a lady who had a growth on her forehead. And she was going to get surgery or, she, you know, she was seeing the doctors. When I preached on a believer's authority, she said, no, this one, I don't need Pastor David to pray for me. She prayed in Jesus' name and the, the, the growth left. Uh, uh, what did I say? Did I say NLT? Oh. Oh, I'm, I thought we've, read, we've not read it yet. Huh? Okay, let's read it. On the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. NLT. NLT. The name of Jesus has healed this man. And you know how lame he was before. Faith in Jesus' name was caused, has caused this healing before your very eyes. So you see it's missed. Did, did you see that? Yes, that part. Yes, that's, that's, I explained that to you. I just wanted to show you that. Hallelujah. Okay. How many are getting what I'm saying? Because the name of Jesus, having faith in the name of Jesus means that I'm praying. When I pray and I say in the name of Jesus Christ, so far as it's in the scriptures, there's an example in the scriptures, so far as God has promised it, in Jesus' name, 
There's nothing to this. We don't have. There's, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> what, what's there to say? Nothing. It's finished. Done. Why? Because the name of Jesus was used. When you see the old, it's good to watch the medieval times, the kings, kings and how they talked. Uh, uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, and all you should, uh, those things. If you be able to explain, I'll just give you the mind. History. <laughs> Mary, Queen of Scots, these people. Those times, in the, uh, I don't want to miss the timeline. She remembers the timeline. Hallelujah. But when you watch how the kings behaved, this is the decree, so it is said, so it is done. The king will go and sleep. When he wakes up the next morning, the thing is done. There's nothing more to discuss about it. I don't know if you again know what I'm saying. The king has spoken. Cyrus the Persian. When he decreed, when he signed the writing that the Jewish people were, go, I mean, when Daniel was going to be thrown into the den of lions, he signed it. It is law. There's, it has to be done. In the same way, I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. I have delegated power. When we are talking about the authority of the believer, very soon. Delegated power. Now, it's better to have delegated power than power. We don't have power. We have delegated power. The devil has some power. Luke 10. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. So, we have authority, which is delegated power. So, the power of God is the ultimate power which is backing us. So, there can be nothing that can fight or go over our authority or, or resist our authority. In the same way, a police woman can stop me or a man can stop me. Maybe a young, smallish, slim man, policeman. Who I can head him like this, a you fall. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm not going to be aggressive. I'm just an example. Or not me, I... A, 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 a criminal can head the, 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 the policeman and something, because something, I'm afraid, I mean, if I head, won't it hurt my head? <laughs> and the person falls. But when the police person stops this giant wrestler, the giant wrestler knows that I can beat the police, but I won't dare because the mayor of the city is backing the police. And the governor of the state is backing the mayor. And the presidents of the country and Congress all those are backing all the way. So they are all backing the policeman. All the way to God because all authorities are the name of God. So otherwise there will be reinforcement. So it is not the power of the person in, 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 uh, we are talking about. It's the power backing that person. Hallelujah. Now, if you have... Uh, 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 uh. Let's say let's use Africa so that there's no confusion. If there's a police, the, the, the government of Africa, let's say Ghana, is exerting their authority, there's a higher power, America or one of these places, that can go over their authority. So which authority, which power is backing your, you? Where are you getting the authority? It matters. But the Christian, our, our, the, our authority is coming from the greatest power. So there should not be anything that should be able to affect us. But we, are all, we, we all have to get it from the mind to the heart. I'm also working on that. Because if it's in the mind, it will be good head knowledge that we are working on. But it does not produce fruit all the time. If it's in the heart, it's 100% fruit. 100% fruit. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So, we have authority. When you read first, sorry, Ephesians chapter 1. Let's use NLT for this. No, let's use King James. And then the last verse, we use NLT. Let's start from verse 8, 17. Ephesians 1.17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, so Apostle Paul said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you my prayers. That the God of, how many are getting me so far? 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Continue. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That this is the key. I pray this prayer every time. You and I should pray. Ephesians 1, 16 to 23, 24. I'll, I'll show you where it ends. If I, I mean, it should be prayed every time. The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your inner man will be enlightened. There will be floodlights that will give you illumination and enlightenment, if you can use that word, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, number one. When God opens the eyes of understanding, we will know the hope of to which God has called us. Every human being that has been born to the world, in the world, whether Christian or non-Christian, was brought into the world for a purpose that God has given to them. Many people live and die without even knowing Christ, and therefore the purpose is, dies with them in the grave. Those who are Christians have also been given that purpose, but many live and die without even knowing what the purpose is. And some go to an extent, and some get into the purpose. So the hope to which you've been called, it means that every Christian, there is a certain hope of glory, a certain reigning, a certain magnification, a certain glory, a certain high promotion, not only in this world, but especially in the life to come. That is for us. The Bible says that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. The Bible says that, uh, don't, don't turn to it, don't worry, another time, but our, for our su present suffering is but for a moment and worketh in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So there is, the, the, I mean, the, there is so much brightness and glory and, I mean, reward. That's what the hope of the calling is. I'm giving you the list of the three and then we'll get to where I want to get to. So, I pray all the time. I want to know the hope to which you've called me. Because when we know the hope to which God has called us, I mean, calling doesn't have to be pastor or whatever. It's just whatever God has brought us into the world to do. Hallelujah. There are so many things. But when it happens and we know it, we would, it, it, I mean, it would be amazing. So God gives us a certain revelation that one day he's going to reward us with crowns with brightness, with rewards. The Bible says, if you, you and I have been faithful in what God has given to us, in another man's thing, then God will give us true riches. God will give us more. I mean, there's, there's a lot. We'll talk about that. We've preached about it in the past, but there's a lot to say about it, what the hope of his calling is. So I want to encourage you guys to pray that. Number two, so this all are as a result of praying this prayer. Number two, pray that as God opens the eyes of your understanding or our understanding, that we will know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, God has given us an inheritance. The inheritance are all the promises of God. Inheritance on earth and inheritance when we go to heaven. God has given us rich promises, a rich inheritance. Now, when any, if any of you have written a will or you've seen a will, it says, like now, if you go to court or lawyer, it says, my will and testament. So the Bible, Old Testament is the old will and testament. New Testament is God's old will and testament. So what the Bible is saying is that God has written, the Bible is also the will of God. It's God's will for you and I. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And the Bible has the inheritance. It's all in the Bible for you and I. Anything that is a promise of God is our inheritance. Am I preaching to somebody? Abraham's blessings are our inheritance also. So we all know that even now, you cannot, the, the, the beneficiary cannot get the inheritance unless the death, the, the person who wrote the will dies. But before they die, there must be two witnesses. Even now, you, you must have two witnesses before the will is in force. So God wrote his will through Jesus. So Jesus has his will for you and I. He wrote it. Oh, am I preaching to somebody? And then 
he had two witnesses. The Father and the Holy Ghost. First John explains that. And then he signed the will, because it needs to be signed to be enforced with his blood. Who glory to God. He signed the will with his blood. After signing the will with his blood, he needed to die for the will to be enforced. And he died. And the will is enforced. And then he rose from the dead to be the executor. Oh, glory. To be the executor of the will. To make sure that the will will happen. That's what the Bible says. Uh, 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 the high priest. Uh, and uh, uh, behold. The, the, um, um, the high priest. The, the apostle and high priest of your profession. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the apostle and the high priest. Of our confession. Of our profession. How many are getting what I'm saying? So, and then he rose from the dead to execute it. So you and I, when we pray, we will understand that we have a rich inheritance. We, we have a great and a rich inheritance. Yes, thank you. Yeah. A rich inheritance. But it is when we pray that prayer, because God has to reveal it to us. Then number three, all this can be weeks of... Hallelujah, I'm just summarizing it. Then number three, go back to Ephesians chapter one. Did you get me? Now, verse 19. So we've looked at one, two. Now, three, what does three say? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. I will explain it. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. When you read King James and you hear to the church, you'll be lost. What does to the church mean? But look at Amplify, uh, look at NLT. And the other versions will say it, but for time's sake. And has put all things under the authority of Christ. And he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. How can God need authority? He is God. He is the second Adam who had to claim back Adam's lost authority and then give it back to the church. God doesn't need Jesus. What authority does Jesus, Jesus need? Everything he came to do was for our sake. Now, what is this verse saying? This verse is saying that the third thing is that you and I, when we pray this prayer and God opens the eyes of our understanding, we will know the great power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Working in us and through us. So that we will have so much faith that God will give us the miracles we are looking for. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That great power, that's what this verse is saying. That great power that raised Jesus from the dead is working in me and through me. And therefore, I should be able to exercise my authority and the power of the Holy Spirit that is in me. And use it for what is needed. Am I preaching to somebody? Then it goes on to explain that that power that rose Christ from the dead. It is so powerful that it set Christ at God's right hand. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world but also in that which is to come. And has placed all things under the feet of Christ for the benefit of the church. Now, this is very important. There's no time to go into it yet. But when you read Ephesians 2 from verse 4 to like 9, 10, it talks about the fact that when you and I were dead in our sins and trespasses, when we we're not Christians, and God was raising Jesus from the dead, as God was raising Jesus Christ from the dead, our spiritual position, God also raised us at the same time from the deadness of our sins with him. Did you get that? So as God was raising Jesus from the dead, God was also raising us from the, dead, from the deadness of our sin and caused us to sit together 
with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. So it means that as Jesus was being raised from the dead when he was in the grave, and God took him to heaven, I mean, he, he went up to heaven. We're also going up spiritually with him. And we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. When we are fighting in prayer, we are not fighting, we are fighting a spiritual battle. When we are talking about prayer, I'll talk about it. Now, why is this important? This is important because how many agree with the fact that when Christ was being raised, we were raised with him. And when Christ went to God's right hand, we were seated together with him in heavenly places. Now, the Bible is saying that Christ, when he was going up, he's far above all principalities, far above all power might, dominion, and every name that is named. And God has put all things under Christ's feet. How many are getting me so far? All things under his feet. So it means that the things you and I are fighting against in Ephesians 6, which are principalities and powers, they are a part of what are under Christ's feet. Now, the order, are, the, I mean the ranking are thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers. Thrones and dominions, we will talk about it in detail, I'm just giving it. Thrones and dominions, we are not fighting them, but they are higher than principalities and powers. Colossians 1 explains it, but all you need to understand, maybe I'm going to all over the, I mean, is, are you confused? So all you need to remember is that principalities and powers from Ephesians 6, 12 are what you and I are wrestling with. And those principalities and powers, when you read Ephesians, uh, uh, go to verse 20. No, no, okay. Go, go, no, go to verse, yes, uh, Ephesians 1, 20. I want to show you something, and then I land. 21. Far above all principality and power and dominion, and every name that is named. So you see, dominions are higher than principalities and powers. And Christ has, God has placed Christ far above. Don't worry, it will make sense when I finish. God has placed Christ far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Next verse. And has placed everything under the authority of Christ. And he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. Now, why is this important? We were placed together with Christ in heavenly places. So when God was taking Christ all the way above all these things, we are also placed there above all these things. If the head is at God's right hand above these things, and you and I are the body. Even if I am the toe, I'm far above all these things. That's the point I'm making. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. If I'm the toe, I am far above all these things. So there is nothing in the universe that is not under my feet and your feet. Because Christ the head is at God's right hand, far above them. All things have been placed under his feet. And um, let's take it down the feet. So, oh, there's a witch after me. And the witch is getting me good. How? How? The witch, they are the foot soldiers. The witches are the foot soldiers. You should rather say that a principality or a fallen angel is after me, but... Uh, uh, they thought we were after me, but they are down. That's what you should be saying rather than uh, which is after me. I want to preach it to someone. One of the days of the crusade, in fact, the, the pastor who uh, was hosting that crusade the last uh, two days, he said that as we were praying, they saw like a, because that place is known for witch, witches. Lot of witchcraft activity, and there was like a face of like there was some flying, there was some demonic thing that was controlling that pack. So they did a lot of fasting and prayer. But as we were having a crusade, just around the salvation time, I saw lights like clearing the place because which was angels, and then a huge like Jesus, huge standing right there in front. 
Oh, a watch is after me. There's a member that when we first started in Minneapolis, there's a member of our church who <laughs> this, that there are wild things in the air though. There's a family situation and they cursed a line. <laughs> the person broke egg, did went to fail, whatever they did, they cursed and said, this uncle, your whole family, uncle A is going to die by this day. Uncle B is going to die. Cousin C, they, he listed about six people who are going to die within a time. And the lady who was in the church was one of the people who was supposed to die. Maybe the last but one. And she told me and I said, brush it off, this thing, you are a Christian. Just fast pray and claim your authority. Don't waste your time. When I say don't waste your time, you have to pray big time. Because it's real. You have to pray, you have to fast. But don't waste your time in worrying. Because they are under your feet. Then, person A died. Person B died in the same order. <laughs> person C died. Three, four, five, the, the, I think it was seven. The fifth died. And then she said, look, this one is getting wild. My, my mother said there's some, some thing I need to put on, some fetish, there's something I need to do. I said, don't you dare do it. Don't do it. It's not Christian. Don't do it. Just fast, trust God. Then, so, um, uh, then it was her turn. But she's still alive. Amen. There are things out there. Let me tell you one more wild one. This one. There is a guy who <clears throat> is a, a friend of one of the members. He will wake up at night and you see some person standing. <laughs> and that's and I walk out. Hey! <laughs> when they told me, I'm like, hey, this thing. <laughs> he would dream that he's, he wakes up in a coffin. Wild dreams, crazy things, snakes, coffin, all these things. And she says he needs prayer. But you don't need to put yourself. So I said, look, they have to come to the church. Because this is something that we need to, it's going to be a fight. It's a project. No, I'll tell you why it's a project. But before then, there's a pastor who was praying for a married couple and said, all the demons and spirits that are fighting this marriage, you cannot touch the marriage until you come through me. That night, the things that were flying in this room, yeah, these things are real. Now, let's go back to this. He said that during the dreams, times of the dreams, he received an envelope. That this is why I said you have to come to the church. He received an envelope. And what was in the envelope? Feathers and powder. Sealed in the envelope. So I said, come. Because we don't, I can't just go there and pray. And you, you have to, yeah. So I counseled them, encouraged them, talked to them, understood what was going on. Then I went to the house with someone. And I said, I took oil, anointing oil. And I said, let's go. When we went, I took anointing oil and fuel, so, something that can burn. It was winter time. So we went there. <clears throat> And I said, pour the, the, the oil in. We prayed and everything. And I said, pour it. He said, I beg you, Pastor. My cousin had something similar. Bent it, and he's mad now in the asylum to, as we speak. So I beg you, please, don't let me do it. I said, no problem. As I was doing it, I was like, hey, this thing, what is this? I can't say I was afraid, but I was like, this is wild. But I, all I remembered was, I'm above these things. That's what kept coming to my mind. I'm above these things. Because somebody has bent it and is mad. He's in the asylum as we speak. Hey! So, no problem. I went there. 
I took the, the I told the guy I was with Jerry, pour it. Pour the, the, the fuel or gas or whatever, pour the pour the it in. She poured it. I lighted the uh, 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 envelope. Everything bent apart from the place where the feathers and powder was. It wasn't burning. We poured, we, we poured all the oil in it. It wasn't burning. Then the guy was afraid. I said, no worry. The name of Jesus, it is it's 0% probability that it's not going to burn because Jesus' name is stronger than every name. It's, it's, it, I, that, that, that one, I wasn't worried about that. Then I said, bring the oil. When we poured the oil and then began to burn, the anointing oil, that's when it began to burn. It burned till a small piece. But because we were burning it outside, we didn't want police, so we took it to the basement. Small piece left. We put, we used something to carry it there. It wasn't burning, it was just a small piece. And then I said, Satan or whatever is causing this, I'm only going to say it one more time. There is no option. Jesus' name is greater than whatever is happening. I don't care, I don't know what is going on, but I know that the next time I pour oil on and I put the light in, I light it, it's going to burn. And it finished. Because we are above all these things. We are above all these things. We are above all these things. By his faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I want to encourage us to hear and get the word in more and more and more. Let's have faith in his name. Let's have faith that when we use the name of Jesus, <clears throat> everything has to submit. It has to bow. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Philippians 2. Every knee should bow. It, it has to bow. Because there's nothing greater than the name of Jesus Christ. So when it's used, it's impossible. There's a lady who was going through some unimaginable things. <clears throat> Couldn't have either could not have a baby could not marry there are some family lines that there's always going to be a disappointment in the uh, uh, the ladies whether the lady the, the divorce is guaranteed or they'll be disappointed last minute or they'll be they, they'll have a child without a, a husband uh, you when you I always try to investigate when I'm because I've dealt with so many of these you look when you when you go through it is guaranteed you see who, whether it's the mother's side, father's side, almost everyone. Generational case. And uh, uh, you can say maybe there are like hundreds of them. But one in particular, it, was, it didn't make sense. After all the prayer, there was still something going on. Then I found out that they had some objects so that needed to be burnt. And then they go. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because it has to, the name of Jesus has to work. If there is a problem with some dreams or a complicated thing, some, there's somebody who will have dreams that someone is sleeping with her, and we pray, it, it, it has to go. That, that's my theory. It, it, it's not possible that it's not going. It's not possible when you've prayed. Not just because I'm praying, but I just have faith in his name. Anyone can do the same. I've, I've had multiple examples. There was one that I prayed. This was long ago when I was in Philly. And then after praying, that I had a dream of the same thing. I said, what? How dare you, Satan? I was furious. I mean, this was like an X-rated thing. <laughs> I said, never again in the name of Jesus. It, it, you have no right. You never... In Jesus' name. Hey, I've prayed for someone and then you have to, I, I get the exact same thing, maybe in more graphic uh, detail. <laughs> I said, never again in the name of Jesus Christ. I was angry. I said, how dare How? By the grace of God, it didn't come again. And that person never received it again. In Jesus' name. How many are getting what I'm saying? Because all I'm saying is that have such confidence in Jesus' name that it has to work. If it's not working, then there's a problem on our end. Not God's end. God's end is solved. 
there might be a problem on our end. It has to work. There's a lady who was rushing to divorce. She, she, she actually was driving the car because all her line, divorce. All her line, divorce. As we speak, all her line. She's the only one who's still married. But she was on her way to divorce court. And I said, please turn the car back and then let's pray. After the prayer and everything, that was it. Person still married. Happily married. Because the whole line. Am I preaching to somebody? And the devil just tricks people. But sometimes when I see that, oh, it's a spiritual thing, that's easy. It's easy. If it's a physical thing, then you need doctors, more company, you know, pray. If it's spiritual, it's easy. Because in Jesus' name, finish. May we have faith in Jesus' name. May my faith and your faith in Jesus' name continue to grow more and more and more and more. I'm not out of word, just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Continue next week, God willing. Let's speak to Jesus. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. Ask him to increase your faith. To give you the revelation of his hope, the hope to which he has called you. To give you the revelation of your inheritance he has given. To give you and I the revelation of the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. To give us the revelation of our spiritual position, which is at God's right hand. Far above all the things that fight us. In the name of Jesus. Revelation. Revelation. Reveal it to me. Reveal it to us, Lord. Lord, I just don't want to know it in my mind. I want to know it in my heart. Because we know that faith is of the heart. Lord, get it in my heart, Lord. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith, Lord. In the name of Jesus, increase my faith, Lord. Increase my faith. increasing our faith thank you for your word thank you for your power thank you for the power of faith thank you for the power of faith that moves mountains lord we want to have world overcoming faith we want to have increasing powerful faith we want to have faith that moves mountains we want to have faith we want to demonstrate your faith the, the, the result and power of faith we want to have the God kind of faith. The faith which believes in their hearts and says with their mouths what they believe in their hearts and it comes to pass. Give it to us, O oh God. Increase our faith. Increase the measure of faith you have given to us in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And whilst we are praying, if you are here or you are watching and you know in your heart that you are far away from God, you know that Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior and that if you die today, you do not know whether you will go to heaven or hell. You, you want a relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. You want to be saved. Then I want you to repeat after me, including those watching. And all of us can repeat it as our confession of faith. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess, I confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe. I believe that God raised him from the dead. God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. From today. From today. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Father God, we bless you for those who have surrendered to you, Lord Jesus. Keep and preserve them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We may take our seats. Looks like we've gone slightly over. Amen. Amen. Offering time and tithe time blessing is blessing time. time. Hallelujah. Let's take out a good offering. If you have your tithe, I want to encourage you to pay your tithe. Tithe paying is a blessing. When we pay our tithe, God rebukes the devourer and does wonderful things in our lives. He, bless, he says that I'll pour out a blessing. When I did and I understood it, it's not just pour out, but it's empty out a blessing. So it means that everyone has, there's no time to even say it, I'll just make this statement, but everyone has blessings that God has for them. So if he pours out, then there could be a, a, a measure of it. But when he empties it out, he empties it out till there's no room enough. So he gives you a, a great measure. It's always overflowing. Father God, bless our tithe and offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shall we receive the tithe and offering? And we can give the screen text give to 817-826-9772 or christreveal21 at gmail.com, both PayPal or Zelle. And God will bless you. Give and they will come back God, to you. Bless our tithe and offering Good in Jesus' name. Press down, yeah. shaking the gathering, running over and give, and they will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Come on and give, give, and they will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking the gathering, running over and give, and they will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, bless our offering and our tithe in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the saints said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I hope we've all been blessed by this powerful message. Amen. God bless you, Reverend David. Always coming to us with the word of God. Amen. We are always blessed. Pray that God will continue to bless you. And we pray that to all, you know, take our time to listen to the message. You know, we need, the Bible says that Jesus Christ says, I mean, the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please him that means that faith is a very important thing all our efforts coming to church everything doing all these things our desire is to please him amen so that will be he will, he, will, he will also do whatever he has promised to do for us. And so the key here is that we need to have faith. So we want to take time, listen to this, you know, uh, messages. And I believe that God will bless us greatly. Amen. Amen. So um, we'll be here on Wednesday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. prompt in person. Join us this Wednesday and God will bless you greatly. And then on Thursday, we'll be online on Zoom. We'll be praying. If you've not had the opportunity to join us, make time and join us. Amen. The Bible says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Amen. So join yourself to whatever is going on, and I believe that God will bless you greatly. Amen. And we have 
this ministry in the church is still live and active. Join yourself. If you don't know, you know, where to go, you know, how to get yourself plugged in, just ask any of us. We will definitely lead you into the right direction. Amen. There are so many things that you can do in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you want to be baptized, you can also give your name to Brother Fred, and he will give that to Reverend David. Also, we just want to remind you about Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign. We have crusades coming up. I believe we have some crusade in a crusade in um, July and in September. We have crusade in uh, Costa Rica and in um, Rwanda. It's a good place to give a clap offering to the Lord. Amen. Amen. You can give your match. You can give all that you have. Amen. The Bible said of Cornelius, it said that this man gave alms. You know, he gave to the poor. And all these places that Reverend David has been, I mean, he's yet to go to a place where the people are so rich that they'll say that, here, take the money and go to other place. He's yet to go to a all the places that people are very, very poor. They don't have anything. The things that we throw out here, those things, you know, they, I mean, they will gladly take it. So think about these things, you know, as you throw things out from your fridge, you know, the worth of those things. If you put them together, it can be of a great help to somebody. Amen. So think about it. Open your heart. Allow God to speak to you and be a blessing to what God is doing. Amen. God will greatly bless you. Amen. Is, did anybody have a birthday? I know we have one coming up in a few days. Okay, so we want to join Reverend, we want to subscribe, um, like Reverend David, David and Saki, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and then the messages are on podcast. Amen. And God will greatly bless you. Amen. Amen. Before then, let's share a benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you peace. May the blood of Jesus Christ answer for you. May the blood of Jesus Christ be your hedge. May God's hedge of fire and protection surround you and your family and everyone that you love all, all the days of your life. May you go out blessed. May you come back blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. And let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you and God bless you all online. Until next time, shalom.